if we want to produce the fruit of God, our roots have to be in God. And now for Roots Deep. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother and sister, y'all need the word. I'm just playing, y'all. <laughs> All right, you all. So the title of my message today is Roots Deep. I want everyone to just say that back. Roots Deep. Now, the scripture text we're going to be looking at today is Galatians 6, verses 7 through 10. And I'm going to be reading in the King James Version. And if it's something you don't understand, I I just pray now that the Holy Spirit will give you that revelation today. You don't have to use that anymore, but you can ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand. So we're just going to read KJV today. It says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially those of the household of faith, which is all of us in here today. Firstly, I want to address that first line that it talked about. It says, be not deceived. Many of us are deceived. We are deceived about our current situations. We're deceived about why we're experiencing certain consequences. We are deceived about current fruits that are being produced in our life. We go to God and we cry out. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because there will be things we get and we suffer for that we don't deserve. But I will say a lot of the things God has told us in his word and we go to God after he's told us not to do something. God, help me. God, remove this fruit that's being produced in my life. God, remove this branch that is beginning to grow off of my life. God, remove this from me. But when we look at God and we look at the areas of all the things that he's created, let's just take a real close look at creation. It says God is the same yesterday, the same today and the same forevermore. We look at the creations of God. I want to ask you a couple of simple questions just to make sure we're all on the same page. Even the two-year-olds in here will be able to answer this correctly. I just want to make sure that we're all thinking though with the right common sense. Let me ask you this. If you were to plant a watermelon seed, what type of fruit would you expect? Let me just hear from the audience watermelon seed. Good job, y'all. Now, if you were to plant a lemon seed, but an orange begin to form from this lemon seed. Now, let me ask you this. Would you in that moment as a farmer look and say, hmm, that's so wow. This lemon seed started producing oranges. Wow, this must be a miracle. This must be something great. Or would you think about the nature and the laws of nature that God created and say, maybe I planted the wrong seed. Maybe this was not what I thought I was actually planting. So then you would have to uproot that and replant a new seed. 
But what happens with a lot of us, we begin to plant these different seeds in our life. And we begin to see the fruit as time goes on. And we go back to God and we say, God, remove the oranges off of this lemon tree that I'm planting. Remove these oranges off. But that is not how God works or that is not how the nature of God works. He's not going to remove a fruit. He's going to remove a root. He's going to remove those things that are inside of you. Because guess what? He can remove the fruit. But do you think that a lemon is going to start growing from an orange tree? It's going to keep growing that same orange over and over and over again. In certain situations, we're like, why am I in this situation again? How did I get here again? You're like, God, I prayed to get out of this, but how did I get back here again? It's because it's a root problem within us. The root can only be fixed by the blood of Jesus, by the spirit and the Holy Spirit. He has to come in and change certain things. And so I want to even ask you this, as we've looked at the nature of God. We've looked at creation. Now, a lot of us were like, man, this person is not giving me the love I deserve. This person is just treating me all types of bad. I want to ask you this though. If you've been planting seeds of selfishness, why are you expecting someone to give you love? If everyone is walking in the flesh, if everyone is, or the majority of the world is walking with their flesh, why would you expect that? And so I want to even ask you this. If you're continuing to plant a seed of discontentment, you can't be mad when hatred and envy start to arise because now you can't even be thankful for what God is producing in your life. You can't be thankful. You are not content with yourself. So if someone else is doing good, you're envious of them. You want them to fail. If someone someone else is doing good, you are hating on them. You're not looking at the what is happening. You have to look at the root of things. If you were to be content, the envy wouldn't be popping up like it is. The hatred wouldn't be popping up like it is. If you wouldn't be selfish, the love will be able to pop up as it should. And so it's easy, you all. It's so easy for us to get caught up in what is being produced instead of looking at what am I watering? What am I allowing to grow and fester in my life? Now, I want to go ahead and look at Matthew 3.10 because we asking God all these things. Yes, correct. You can ask God and he will give knocking. You shall receive it and seeking you'll find. But we're seeking after the wrong things. We're not even seeking God anymore. I want to look at Matthew 3.10. And now also. So the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is held down and cast into the fire. So God is not looking at, oh, well, it's just this branch on this person's life. No, he's cutting down. When you come to Christ, when you truly surrender your life to Christ, he comes to cut at the root of things in your life. He doesn't come to cut off certain things around you. He's coming to cut at the root. You know, situations most of the time won't even change. It's you that changes. It's God changing you. The only way you're going to be able to change in God is by reading the word. It's by really meditating and soaking in his presence. But what happens when the only time we're soaking in his presence is here? It's only at church. Most of the time, we're not experiencing the temptations of the world in church. We're not experiencing the suffering and the pain in church. We're not getting it from here. We're getting it from the world. 
But what happens when we don't have that sword, that thing to keep us moving, that thing to keep us? If our roots are corrupt, what is going to be coming forth out of us? Remember you all, from the first verse that we read, God will not be mocked. Meaning that everything that he says, it will come to pass. Everything that he says, he is a just God. He is just in everything that he does. So if he says something, if he says this will bring you a blessing or this will bring you a curse, he means it and he will stand by it. But he is a loving God as well. He tells us these things so that we don't end up planting something or planting weeds in our garden where we want the wheat. He wants us to plant his fruit, his goodness, not of the world. Because God, he understands this. We keep going to him, asking him to fix these problems. He's like, listen, I'm not going to fix it in the way you want me to fix it. You want him just to change the situation. You want him to make that person change. you like, if they change, I'll change. If they do better, shoot, then I'll do better. If I get this job, if I get this situation, then you know what? I'll change. But what happens though? You're only changing with your circumstances. That means you won't stay. Even if you change for the good, that circumstance will change again. It won't be the same. You'll change right back to what you were. God does not want to just change you for that moment. He wants you to be a new creature. He doesn't want you to stay in this flesh and just be changed. He wants you to be a new creature in him. And so I want us to look at John 15 verses four through eight, because if we want to produce the fruit of God, our roots have to be in God. Our roots have to be growing and nurtured by God. Now it tells us in John 15 verses four through eight, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. You cannot bear the fruit of flesh for the Holy Spirit. It won't bring forth the fruit of God. And then it continues, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. God does not want us just asking for things so that our fruit is grown. It says we need to be growing fruit that glorifies him. Now, I want to show us very clearly so that we are not confused as to what the fruit of the world looks like and what the fruit of God looks like. It tells us in Galatians 5 verse 19 through 21, this is what the fruit of the world looks like. When our heart is not in true full submission to God, when our heart wants to play hopscotch and want to go over here and go over there, spend one day with God and spend the other six with the devil. This right here shows us what happens. It tells us in Galatians 5 verse 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, 
seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, revealing, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Because that means you have not died to your flesh. You have not given Jesus reign as your master. Your master is still sin. Your master is still your flesh. You have it surrendered in full obedience to God. Now, I want to be clear, though. God doesn't tell you to leave all those things and then give you nothing to seek after. He gives us a very clear and very helpful thing that we should seek to know that is our action rooted in God or is it rooted in man? It tells us in Galatians 5, verse 22 through 23. But the fruit of the spirit, I want y'all to say the fruit of the spirit, fruit of the spirit is love. It is joy. It is peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Against such, there is no law. There is no don't do this, don't do that. He's saying these are the things you you should seek after. If you're not seeing this produced in your life, then it's time for you to go back to yourself and say, what am I planting? What is so deeply rooted in me that I can't love my neighbor, that I can't even experience the joy of the Lord, that I can't have peace wherever I go? What is missing in me? That means his words have not taken root in your heart. I want you all, when you go home, I want you to read Matthew 13. It talks about seeds that the farmer planted. It was a parable said by Jesus. He talked about all of these seeds. There are four different seeds and many of us are like those seeds but the last seed it says once the seed is planted which is the seed from Jesus once that seed is planted in you you produce a harvest of 30 60 even a hundred times as much has been produced so we know based on what we got going on inside by what is being produced are you producing for God or are you producing for your flesh? And I want to read you this, though, to encourage you, though. This is not a message to make you feel like, man, I can't ever get back right. But this right here is for you to know how to get back right. It's for you to know that you are in the wrong. A lot of times we get so comfortable. We want people to just tell us, you know, the good things that sound good to our ears. But no change ever happens. None of the power of God lies in that. We need the truth of God. And that is how we are set free. Not by what feels good, but what is true. It tells us in Matthew 13, verse 31 through 32, another parable put he forth unto them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh the tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. You all, you don't have to have the greatest seed to come to God. You don't have to be in this spectacular mode of, oh, yes, I'm ready. No, no. God is ready to use that little bit of faith that you have. He's ready to use that little bit of desire that you have for him. All of you have at least a mustard seed of desire because you are here at church today. Every single last one of you. He wants to use that. It says, and when it is grown. That means it takes time. We look at nature. It takes time to grow a tree. It takes time to grow any type of fruit. It doesn't happen overnight. But God wants you to keep growing in him. Not to let your roots get withered. 
So we have to look and say, okay, God, I want to come to the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to start off small. I may start off as a little bitty, little bitty, itty seed. But think about a baby. Paul talked about babies in Christ. They still have to be nourished on milk. They can't be nourished on solid food. Think about people. You can't feed a baby a cheeseburger and expect them to just take it down like there's no tomorrow. That baby will not take that food. (laughs) They don't even have the teeth to be able to even chomp it down so their body can digest it. So for you, you have to take it one step at a time. Start with the foundational things. Start with foundation, which is what are you supposed to be doing on this earth? We all have purpose. God knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. He knew you by name. He knows how many hairs are on your head. Some of y'all are like, I don't got no hair right now. But he knows how many pores you have. He knows everything about you and created you for a purpose. So we got to start small and say, well, the first step is repentance. We say, God, oh, I've been wrong. I've been wrong, God. I have not been seeking you. And when you come to that humble state, you come with a repentant heart. You say, God, I'm ready to change. And God will take that small seed. You may be small in the spirit and in your faith, but he will grow it to something that glorifies him. You all, that's all the good news and the gospel is about. It's God taking you from where you used to be. He had seen a seed in you that was corrupt, that was evil, and that was away from him. But he's going to take you and plant you into something else and create a new seed in you. So now you're able to produce love. Now you're able to produce selflessness and produce joy and produce peace. But we got to first say, God, I want to be changed. I don't want to be still experiencing the same things I'm going through. God, I'm may be in the same situation, but I'm a changed person. How I'm feeling and everything is changed. So I want you all to start planting into your spirit more. You have taken the first step. You're here at church. This is the first step and not the last step. This is the small mustard seed. You have come with the smallest desire for God, but God will not disappoint. When you go home and you go into your own prayer closet, Jesus tells us you don't have to pray loud on the street corners for people to see you. Go by yourself. You don't have to tell anyone you're praying or reading your word. Go by yourself and let God show himself to you. You don't have to get the praise of others for doing right. God will do it for you. So I want you all to just focus on your spirit. Focus on your spirit. That is the only thing that you can take from this earth that will live eternally. And if we are not taking care of this eternal body, then we will find ourselves feeling the corruption of sin, as it said in the first verse that we looked at. So I, I want to just welcome, honestly, anyone who has had some roots that are not of God. I would say it says in the Bible, all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. Every single last one of us, myself included, we are all in need of Jesus's saving grace. But I want to welcome the altar just so that we can come before God as a body where two or more are gathered. There God is in the midst. You see, Joseph was talking about this faith where Jesus, he said, you need faith before you even try to get delivered and get healed. You need to have faith and understand that when God has said something, I believe that God, I believe that what you said you will do. I believe that when I follow you, I will find the fruits of the spirit. I will inherit the fruits of the spirit as my gift. So I want to welcome the altar to anyone who has just been feeling weighed down by their roots, weighed down and feeling like they can't grow anymore. You can't grow if you have the same roots. If you would just come down just for prayer, just to renew your heart, just to renew your mind, 
and let God come in to change these roots. The only way you're going to change that root is by God, God alone. And if, I'm going to give you some time to come on down, but I can tell you now, Jesus didn't wait when he was walking to that cross. He didn't sit there and hesitate, but he did everything that he could so that we are saved. And this is not a place of judgment. I can't be your judge. Only God is the judge of everything. He knows everything. I don't. I don't know everything at all. I don't know much of anything. I only know what the word tells me. And so when you come down before God, he sees the heart. He sees what he can do with that heart and change it from one seed to another. We got to be willing to be changed. And as you all are still sitting in the audience, I want you to be praying for your brothers and sisters in here. Some people are going through stuff, but if they have the seed of Christ, they will stand through any storm, through any valley, through anything, that any desert that they're going through, they will stand with God. So be praying, even as you're sitting there, be praying for people in this audience. The people at the altar, pray for these people. We are here to uplift one another, not to just come get a word and leave, but to be there for each other. So let us, let us go before the throne and just stretch your hands towards these two brave souls who care so much about their souls. Just stretch your hands towards them so that God can come in and replant new seeds in them. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God. Lord, you don't have to give us mercy. You don't have to give us grace. You don't have to take us from where we were. Lord, we are nothing but dirt. But Lord, you have called us your own. You have made us in your image. You have created a new creature in us, God, and we thank you for that. Nothing but thanks can be given unto you, God. Lord, we just pray that as these two souls have come down, because they see that there are roots in their life that are not of you. They see things being produced in their life that is not of you. And Lord, I know that almost everyone here today, we all have roots in our lives that need to be cut up and brought to something else, God. They need to be uprooted, God, and planted somewhere else. So God, I pray that you would come in and change roots that have come from our childhood. Change roots, God, that have come from trauma. Change roots, God, that have come from our own flesh, God. That we will be made a new creature today, God. That we will take the little mustard seed of desire that we have for you right now. And that we will take it and run with it, God. And plant it, Lord. And let you water it. Let you grow it. And let you nourish it with your word. God, we just pray you wash us clean in here. Wash the people at the altar clean. And wash everyone in this church clean, God. Give us a clean slate, oh Lord. Help us to seek you, God, with a clean heart. Lord, we just thank you for your love, that your grace is sufficient, God, that it's not by our works, God, but Lord, we thank you that your grace is sufficient. And I pray, Lord, that as you've given us grace, help us to not abuse it, help us to not misuse it, and help us to not use it to harm anybody, God, but help us to take what you've given us, Lord, to give back to the kingdom, to give back to your people, to give ourselves more and more to you. So, Lord, we just pray a special prayer over those at the altar, oh, Lord. Whatever they're going through, God, whatever situation is feeling like it's weighing them down, whatever roots are deep in them, God, 
I pray that your spirit will begin to physically and spiritually uproot these roots that are in them, God. And I pray, Lord, that they begin to plant the seeds from the word, that those roots won't begin to want to go back and replant themselves, but new seeds will be there and they can't come back. They can't even start to grow again in their lives. Lord, I pray that you would do that, God, for your people, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for just you being God alone. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We are not deserving of you. No one. No one. But we thank you, God. So, Lord, as we leave today, as we go home and we go into our communities, we go into our jobs, we go into our schools, God, we will make an example of Christ. We will display the spirit of Christ. We will be the fruits of the spirit wherever we go. That people will feel the glory radiating off of us from you. That people will begin to love others just because we begin to sow a seed in them, God, of love. Whether or not we're getting it from people, we have been filled up by the Holy Spirit. So we thank you, Lord. But help us to be obedient. And to love those who you have called for us to love. We love you, Lord, God. We love you. And we thank you, and it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You are listening to BrothersoftheWord.com. This was the sermon titled, Roots Deep, by Jamie Bronner. This message is number 6626. That's 6626 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6626 to a friend. Go to BrothersoftheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the Word.